All right, and welcome to a new special NBA mock draft edition of the StatCast with your hosts Harrison Friedman and Sam Greenman. Today, we are going to be breaking down the NBA lottery. So this is going to happen tomorrow night. The NBA draft, we've been waiting a long time for it. We really enjoyed this college season. A lot of those guys are going to get drafted. A lot of guys who are going to get drafted are not college players, but they're going to be exciting regardless. We're here to tell you about that. Sam, what are you prepared for? Well, it seems that everybody has a consensus one through five, but the rest of the lottery from six to 14 is just going to be, you could throw a hundred different combinations and I don't think anybody would be surprised if anyone, if any one of them, you know, turned out to be the actual order. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Apparently there's a lot of talk about expecting trades. Someone already traded up for a lottery pick. That was Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, swooping at number 10. They're going to announce it as a Pelicans pick on draft night, but don't worry, it's going to be Memphis's Pelicans at number 17. Um, you just can't. They, I, I don't think you can process it before the draft, right? Yeah, the trade doesn't go through till August 6th. It's one of those. Like yeah. I was looking at pictures today. You know, Trey Young put on a Mavs hat when he was drafted. Luka Doncic put on a Hawks hat when he was drafted. And obviously that happens all the time. But yeah, so that's going to happen. There might be more trades. So like pay attention to Twitter. Pay attention to whatever Woj is tweeting about, whatever Shams is tweeting about. There's probably going to be some interesting trades. We'll talk about them when we get to them, but let's dive into the NBA lottery. But first, Milo Hamilton. Swinging, lining it to left. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Chris Park. Holy Toledo. What a way to finish. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. So, Sam, you and I have known for a long time who the number one pick in this draft is going to be. We talked to him up when he was in college. We predicted that his team was going to make the Final Four, even though they ended up losing in the round of 32. The Detroit Pistons won the lottery. They won the first pick overall in the draft. And with that, they won the right to draft. Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma yep. State. So talk about Cade Cunningham to me. So he's been compared to both Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. which is wild because I f- see them as totally separate people. And I, the Luka comp is more common, but he doesn't know how to pass. Luka? Con- K- no, uh, Cade. Um, uh, okay. That's a hot take right out of the... Okay. His assist yeah. to turnover ratio is below one. All right, Sam, were we watching the same Oklahoma State teams? Yes. Who on that team was even decent besides I- Isaac like like a like a Kelly whatever Isaac like it, it does I, you're it, still it was a terrible four team four turnovers in college all right um okay I didn't think we were gonna get into the warts of Cade Cunningham right away but yeah Cade Cunningham is gonna go number one to Detroit there is word there's word that they are maybe looking at Evan Mobley that they are maybe looking at Jalen Green that Houston Rockets might trade up there but they're gonna have to be blo- the Pistons are gonna have to be blown away to not take Cade Cunningham. I would completely disagree with you that he's a bad pass. I would say maybe he's overrated as like, maybe he's not like a Luka Doncic level passer, but I would say he's a better passer than Jason Tatum. Uh, the problem is that on Oklahoma State, there wasn't a lot of spacing in there. The college floor is just not as wide as the NBA floor, and so there's less room to make the kind of passes that come with spacing. And so when you're getting Cade Cunningham, you're getting basically like a wing who uh, who can sort of like control the floor? He's he, a point. He's going to be a point forward. Yeah, 
He is probably not, as a lot of people have said, going to be your primary ball handler. You're going to need someone else in the backcourt to do something like that, which makes sense because he's not the kind of guy who is necessarily a shot creator because while he can hit the kind of three that he just decides to pull up on you and shoot right away, he's got a good, decent step back, he's... It's not going to be, uh, you know, perfect. He doesn't have that quite that athleticism to separate from guys at an NBA level. And that's where a lot of the Luka comparison. However, like Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is not like the best athlete in the world, but he's a pretty decent athlete. Jason Tatum plays really good on-ball defense. And Cade Cunningham plays good on-ball defense. He plays very good off-ball defense. He gets into passing lanes. He's just sort of like... I guess the prototypical skilled guy with a feel for the game, even though he's not like an athlete that's going to blow everybody's minds. It's not like he can't dunk. I mean, the guy's six foot eight and whatever, but he's super skilled at what he does going into the, his college career. He, people were like, can this guy shoot? And then he turned around and was probably the best shooter on that Oklahoma state team. He was even one of the best shooters in college. He had propensity to also be incredibly clutch. Like his motor didn't always seem to be the highest. But at the end of games, he'd always score much more in the second half than he would in the first half. And it sort of seemed to lock in. He played a lot of teams really tough. He beat some great teams. They beat Baylor in the, the eventual championship, Baylor, in the Big 12, uh, I believe, the semifinal. So he's really good. But Sam, so you've got some, uh, you think he's got warts? Mm, I wouldn't say it like that. I just think the Luka comparison isn't accurate. Okay. I would say just a really skilled guy. He's yes, gonna be, there's he's no gonna denying be, that. He's going to be able to score in all three levels. He can score at the rim, even if he can't blow by you. He can score um, in the post. He can score hitting uh, floaters. He can score hitting uh, 12-footers, 14-footers, 25-footers. The guy can score from a lot of places on the on the floor. I would say that the one thing you kind of need with Cade is a little bit of spacing because his passing does get a little bogged down because he's a little bit of a big guy. But he can make all the passes that you need to make. And so I, do you think Detroit's a good fit for him? I don't think Detroit's a good fit for anybody, but because they don't have anybody. So there's, I, I don't see it as a fit type of thing, but mm-hmm. I, I think Detroit just has to take, I think they'd get reprimanded if they didn't take him. Yeah. Best available, best available talent. Un, undeniably. Like yeah. there've been people who are like, well, how does Cade compare to number one picks in the past? And I think a lot of people are saying, well, you got AD, you've got Zion, maybe Kyrie, and then it's Cade. Cause yeah. Obviously, he's better than, like, you know, Anthony Bennett, but it also seems like he's definitely better than Anthony Edwards. Um, who's some other guys who've gone Aiden. number one? Yeah, he's definitely better than DeAndre Aiden. Obviously, Luca as a prospect was just underrated by everybody. Or not by everybody, but by, like, a couple NBA teams. But he's going to be really good. Um, he's definitely, a, I would say, a leader. He's an alpha dog, for sure. And maybe he gets burned, like... Remember how there was like that Obi Toppin thing about like his hips not quite working out that well? Yeah, maybe yeah. guys in the same way that he can't quite blow by guys. Maybe guys are guys really really fast first step. Like someone we're gonna talk about next pick, uh, but like they might be able to blow by him. But I think he's just gonna be really good all around, and all of those uh, skills can really become elite. All the skills that he has, like. His basketball IQ is obviously so terrific. I think that's what they're talking about more uh, more than necessarily the passing like Luca. They're talking about like he takes a look, he sees what the defense is giving him, and then he knows what move to make every single time. That's sort of how he carved up a lot of like Big 12 defenses. Big 12 has some really tough defenses. It was impressive stuff. And so I'm super psyched to see what he does in Detroit. With like Jeremy Grant, having like that's going to help Jeremy Grant's game a lot. 
Um, Killian Hayes is someone. He's a lot of guys are going to thrive playing next, and so I think it's going to be real good. And I think um, he's going to thrive having people competent players playing next to him. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, you might trash Detroit a little bit. They're building something there, you know. And so I get why. So like Detroit might be looking at Jalen Green and that he's a slasher. He's a scorer. He's going to put up a bunch of points. But is he really going to play the defense you want to play? I don't think they want Not Reggie really. Jackson 2.0. You're okay. So let's 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 talk about the next bit. But yeah, we've got Detroit number one in both of our uh, taking Cade number one in both of our. So Reggie Jackson 2.0 is that really what you're calling Jalen Green? No, I was saying that that's what he would turn into if he went to the Pistons. Gotcha. Yeah, Reggie Jackson is kind of decent now. But uh, so yeah, so number two. This is not the number two prospect on my board. Probably not the number two prospect on your board either. But who are you projecting to go to the Rockets at number two? Straight out the G League, Jalen Green. Yeah. So tell me more about Jalen Green. Uh, he is a three and D guy, straight up. Uh, where's the D? He's so skinny. Yeah, he's skinny, but he's he's six six. He's not gonna be guarding the small forward. Yeah, he's gonna guard the, guard the shooting guard. Yeah, they think. James Harden's going to eat him alive. Mm, so obviously yeah, because not James, James Harden's... Clay Thompson. Yeah, because James Harden's hungry. Yeah. Okay, so Jalen Green's going to the Rockets at number two. Why does this... Tell me more about why this Rocket... Like, he's a fit or isn't a fit on this Rockets. Uh, he's basically James Harden 2.0. Okay. Is he not? Well... He has a l- would, l- little more defensive ability. Yeah, so th- this is what I'm thinking about Jalen Green. I would say... He's not obviously not the same kind of passer that Harden is. James Harden is one of... The, more underrated passers in the league. There's a reason he plays point guard now. It's because, like, he just can make all the passes, can sort of see everything going on. James Harden has that sort of deceleration that nobody else really has, and that's why he's so skilled. With Jalen Green, it's the acceleration. Jalen Green is uber-athletic. He can blow by anybody. He's He needs to pack on pounds. He's not like Harden. Is that, you know, Harden's probably got, like, 40 pounds on him. Some of he's, it's fat, he's smaller some of than it's muscle. He's smaller than Chris Sale. Yeah, he's 6'5", 180, which is pretty skinny, I, but I, also he's like 6'6", 170 is what I'm looking at. All right, well, I don't, I, he wasn't measured at the Combine because he didn't go to the Combine, so we don't have perfect stuff yeah, on him. Yeah, very weird stuff surrounding him. Yeah, but anyway, I think that the defense, the defense will come. He's so athletic, and he's such a hard worker, the defense will come. But yeah, Jalen Green, he you... He's a lot like Harden in the sense that he's going to be shooting step backs. He's got a terrific three-point shot. I would say he's a better three-point shot than James Harden. James Harden's three-point shot is a little bit overrated. Um, He's a very good three-point shooter. I think Jalen Green's going to be an excellent three-point shooter. But Jalen Green can also like get to the rim and score really well. Is he going to be able to finish through guys? Add some muscle. It's a good frame for muscle. Then I think so, yeah. And he might be the second best guy with the first name Jalen and the last name as a sing- as a single syllable caller. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I I forgot about the why. I sing uh, Jalen Brown. Well, uh, we well we won't talk about Jalen Brown today. I don't think. Although maybe mm. on draft night we will. There's a couple uh, of com- there's a couple of comps to Jalen okay, Brown. Okay, fair. This, I, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about Jalen Brown trade, but uh, anyway, yeah. So the reason that so this is. I mentioned that Jalen Green is not the number two player on my board. I'd say he's number three. He's number three or number four. Um, the guy here that a lot of people would have picked here if not for the Rockets like um, having this pick is Evan Mobley. Evan, We're going to talk about him soon. Evan Mobley just doesn't really fit with the Rockets that well because Christian Wood and Evan Mobley are sort of – they're not the same player. Mobley's a better passer and a better defender, while Christian Wood is a much better floor spacer. Maybe a better lob threat. I guess that's debatable. I'd say Christian Wood is probably a better lob threat and finisher there, but Evan Mobley's still very good. 
but yeah, those guys just don't really work together as two skinny centers. And so Jalen Green, I don't know how much he works either because KPJ is in the pa- in the backcourt is another guy who's like 6'5". KPJ is a little bigger, a little better as a finisher, maybe not as good of a shooter. Uh, they're trying to put KPJ at point guard, K- Kevin Porter Jr., but Reigns be seen will happen. Those guys don't play defense, though. If uh, KPJ I don't think the Rockets starts- ever play defense. I, you know, I, th- I think you're very much underrating that J- Jalen Green is going to be a, a competent defender. Yeah, if he's a dog, he's he's a dog right now. If he can like play defense, that would be really terrific. Obviously, he hasn't really been asked to play that much defense before, being in high school and in the G League, and not really playing in college when they might have asked him to do more. So that's fine. That's all right. But he just has to. It's going to take him a couple years, I guess, because he's so skinny. So like, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be able to bully him. I feel like he's the guy who's going to learn and get a lot better. But you just hope he. I mean, it's not like he's. He reminds some people of Bradley Beal in frame, although he's a bit bigger. That's we'll see what I, happens. That's the there. comp that I have. Yeah. So if he can get stronger, then maybe, yeah. But it, it basically, he's got to, you know, be really intense on defensive end, really build himself up. We'll see what happens. But yeah. So Jalen Green's going to go to the Rockets, we both think. Yeah. So Sam and I were talking number one through number four, pretty set in stone. Number five is probably set in stone. Four is a bit of a question mark. Five is a bit of a question mark, but not. All right. So number three. I assume you have Evan Mobley to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I had Isaiah Mobley, but sure. Isaiah, I think, is actually going back to school. Interesting. But, um, yeah, it's a good move. He's not going to get drafted. But so Evan Mobley, why did so Evan Mobley to a team that already has Jared Allen, Larry Nance? Why do you think it's a fit? I don't think either of them will be staying there. Okay. I I, I don't think the Cavs want Jared Allen. He's not going to space the floor. Yeah. I mean, Mobley's not going to space the floor either. I I guess, but. He might. He's at least he going to space the floor out to 20 feet. Yeah, exactly. He's like, uh, you know, he's the, uh, work, you know, like Anthony Davis's sort of line of work. He's a, got a little bit of like the skinny a, an Anthony athletic, Davis. Al, an athletic Aldridge. Interesting. All right. I don't think he's got quite that many post moves, but it's possible. He, he's pretty good. He's, he's very. Reli- he's, I think he's reliable in the post. Yeah, he's a very good passer. He does have those hook shots. He does have those like, uh, you know. Al Gasol was another confident I heard. Interesting. Yeah, you know what, honestly, is what I'm thinking? Evan Mobley is sort of a different kind of player. In, so one thing that's very different from him versus other guys is so it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to pack on that much weight. It seems like he's got sort of like, you know, these high hips. That make I don't think it, he's going to need to. Yeah, that's sort of it. So he's not going to be able to bang in the post with, I would say, like the really strong fives, like, uh, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, but he's going to be able to bother those guys in a different kind of way because he's so feisty and because he's a really terrific, like on ball, like shot blocker in the same way that almost like Tim Duncan was, he's, he's able to jump up. He's, his hands are everywhere. His feet are really, really terrific. He's got just a great feel for the defensive kind of the game. I remember like Anthony Davis, he was the sort of like an off ball terror in college how he was just like slamming guy shots into the rim and whatnot. Mobley has a bit of that, but almost like sort of like a pogo stick kind of jumper. He's hitting the ball away. He's like just a really impressive guy that no one one through four can really get by him unless you're real, real strong, like Zion against Mobley. That's going to be interesting. Zion's probably going to punish him to the rim like the first several times, but Mobley's going to be able to just start bothering him enough on his next ones that let you feel like he might lose the first few battles, but win the war. I love him as a defensive player. The question is like, is he going to space the floor, right? 
I, because... I, I think if he can get to 20 feet and, you know, shoot a high percentage from there, then I think the three-point shot is going to follow. Yeah, so that that's what's going to happen. And so he's, he doesn't finish, like, terrifically at the rim. Like, maybe he would need someone like Hakeem Olajuwon or someone who, you know, has those kind of moves to, like... I don't like... I, I don't love the Aldrich comp because I... Because... Well, it's similar. The Aldrich comp is similar in the sense that, like, he can hit, like, those shots from, like, six feet, eight feet. He's less like the kind of guy who makes one, two, and three, and he's getting a layup. It's not quite what he showed at USC. I don't think he's big enough. I don't think he's bulky enough to quite do that. He's going to have to, like, go up for the shot the same way. Remember, like, in the playoffs a couple years ago, we were seeing AD do? Yeah. That's what it sort of seems like Mobley's going to do more of, which is fine. He's seven feet tall. He's got super long arms. He's going to be able to do a lot of that. Um... He's going to be a really terrific uh, player and would have gone number one in a lot. Of, he absolutely would have gone number one last year. He's nothing like James Wiseman, I would say. He's got a much better motor. Um, he's much more skilled. He James Wiseman has no feel for the game, and Evan Mobley is like a born basketball player. So he's also a terrific passer, Wiseman. And so I think the Cleveland Cavaliers at number three should be absolutely thrilled to get him. I, oh. I, I, Yeah. Some teams are trying to trade up to there because, like, you know, maybe he's not a perfect fit on Cleveland. He's not a perfect fit for the Rockets either. He's he's not a perfect fit on a lot of teams because he doesn't fit quite the mold. I don't know who you play next to him. Like, because you got to play, like, someone next to him, right? Yeah. Tell me this. Who, who, who's the, like, perfect guy to play next to someone like Evan Mobley? Um, I feel like somebody who's good running that pick and roll. No? Okay. Yeah, I guess we haven't seen him run that much of a pick and roll. So, like, a Clint Capella kind of player? Mm, he, he can do a little more than Clint Capella. Okay. Then I, are, think are you... clo- I think it's honestly closer to Aiden. But, oh, that's interesting. DeAndre Aiden, because, you know, Aiden can. Yeah, Aiden can go out to the wings. Aiden plays better with those defenders. Yeah. Above average shot blocker. Yeah. So, like, DeAndre Aiden, honestly, is, like, really underrated just how well he fit in the A-team. That, it's not like Luca was the, was the wrong pick, but Aiden was a better pick than we gave them credit for. And they've developed him very well. I, I got to say that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess like you can't put him with John Collins because John Collins can't really like bang with guys. Maybe like the Bam Adebayo type in mm. the sense that can Adebayo shoot these days? No. Yeah, Adebayo can pass. I don't know. Evan, Evan Mobley is a weird player. He really is. Like Brooke Lopez, you wouldn't think is a perfect fit with Giannis, but like has worked well enough. Maybe there's there's going to be someone that the Cavs play, pair with him or whoever like he ends up uh, succeeding on. Hopefully they there's a good pair with him. I guess we'll see in that sense. But yeah, Evan Mobley's going to be good. He could be really outstanding if the shooting follows. If the shooting follows and he gets like 20 pounds on him, he's 215 right now. He's got to put some weight on. But um, we'll see what happens, like how much, how good he can get. But yeah, he'll. you don't want him to get too slow, I guess. Are we ready to talk about the best defender in the draft? Um, you know, that could be honestly two people right there. So tell me. Who are you picking at number four for the Toronto Raptors? Jalen Suggs. Okay, okay. People like Scotty Barnes in defense. So this was tough for me. I honestly can really shouldn't be. Well, I honestly consider Jalen Suggs a number two with the Rockets because when I was doing this mock draft, I didn't look at anybody else's mock drafts. What I was looking at were big boards, and I was trying to find out who teams are thinking of who are teams we're going to have at the top of their personal big boards. So I was looking at big boards. I was looking at fit. Trying to figure out Suggs like, who was most... like top top of the list for guards. It's either Suggs or Jalen Green everywhere. Obviously, Suggs number one for point guards. So that's why I was I love the Jalen Suggs fit for the Rockets because he's the perfect kind of guy to run your pick and rolls with Christian Wood. He's the perfect kind of guy to play in like a one two game with 
KPJ because like both of those guys, I would say Suggs is a better point guard than Kevin Porter Jr. But I think they're both um, very good passers. Uh, I think Suggs is such a good defender that like he can absolutely take on whoever the other guy that he has to go on. They're both so athletic. So maybe Suggs doesn't quite have the athleticism of Jalen Green, but like you should have seen those highlight dunks he had at Gonzaga. And obviously he's got some yeah really he's good got, passing he's got the skills. Gene too. Yeah, like one of the first thing that I thought of watching him was Brandon Roy, and that's a comp I've seen thrown out a lot. Like when Brandon Roy was healthy, shots he made. I saw Chauncey like, Billups and Jason Kidd. Yeah, he is a little bit of a throwback. There isn't a guard quite like him in the NBA right now, but like the guards of maybe like 15, 20 years ago, that's who he seems like more uh, comparable. He's a former football player, star football player. He's like just like a real, real star athlete in general. Yeah. Five-star quarterback, and he's probably going to be a top-five pick in the NBA draft. However, I'm not 100% certain that the Raptors are going to take him. I think they're going to take him. I'm at like 75 to 80% sure, but Scotty Barnes is really knocking down that door. And I think the reason is that they kind of want to keep Kyle Lowry. Now, a lot, and Suggs would slide immediately into the Kyle Lowry role in that like he's bigger He's basically like a bigger Kyle Lowry in that he's clutch. He's a real loud team leader. He plays terrific defense. And he's like 6'4 instead of 6 feet tall. So, But also, but Jalen Suggs yeah. can't shoot. All right. Uh, I guess we missed his shot against uh, UCLA. He can't shoot efficiently. It's true. He can't shoot that efficiently. He We talk about Jalen Green being able to score from anywhere, Mobley being able to score from a lot of places inside. Suggs didn't – I think he shot something like 46% on two-pointers. He had a good percentage on threes, but like he wasn't always hitting like his layups. He wasn't always hitting like uh, his pull ups like inside the arc. And so, if he can't shoot that well, then that's not great. But I think is I don't think it's going to hold him back necessarily in the NBA. I think like when the lights come on, he's going to make the shot just because he's a clutch kind of guy. But that's also why like someone like Scotty Barnes, who also can't shoot at all, is uh, interesting to me there. Because Scotty Barnes plays such hard defense, too. I would say he's a better defender than Jalen Suggs, right? Mm. Mm. No. Scotty Barnes, when he joins the NBA, is going to be like an elite defender yes, right okay. away. Yeah. He will be yeah. able to guard the three and the four, and yeah, probably the two, might... and maybe the five. Yeah, maybe the five. and he, some Even some of the ones. Um, he played point guard in college. He was, he was the facilitator for Florida State, and he might play the five in the NBA. Maybe not on every team, but on some teams, the guy's big. He's like six seven, super long wingspan, already at two twenty five pounds, and that's like five percent body fat. He's gonna be really good. The problem is that he's not like the most. He's a pretty athletic guy, but he's not the most athletic he's guy. He's also very a not really a threat on offense. Yeah, he can pass he the can ball. Pass though, yeah. He can pass. But like maybe he in it's very possible he's just like a taller Rajon Rondo, right? I think. That would be more athletic. A good thing, no? Yeah, but like, it was John Rondo better than like whatever Brandon Roy at his best would have been? I'm not so sure about that. And he doesn't also doesn't have that elite like basketball IQ, like elite elite basketball IQ that John Rondo had. He's like, there's a little bit of a Kawhi Leonard in him and whatnot. And so I didn't take him because I felt like the Raptors need more shooting than they have right now. Because like I don't necessarily trust OG. I don't necessarily trust Pascal. I like what Fred Van Vliet has, but the shooting isn't quite there, and Suggs, I would say, is better. So that brings us to number five. And this pick 
It used to be Jonathan Kaminga, but right now it, it, it's Scotty Barnes or the Orlando Magic. So Orlando Basically has due to the combine. Yeah, Orlando has picks at five and eight. Uh, so they're going to be able to double dip. This pick is obviously going to be a better player than they're getting at number eight because like the draft has a top four and then the next three guys and then no one really knows who's going after that. So, but they're still going to be psyched to take, I think they're going to like Scotty Barnes. Why does Scotty Barnes, in your opinion, fit in Orlando? Well, they traded away Aaron Gordon. Right. They traded away Vucevic. Mm-hmm. Very different players, but yeah. They tr- they have Cole Anthony, Fultz. Those are your two guards. Mm-hmm. I think Scotty Barnes is going to either be a three, a four, or a five, depending yeah. on you know how his game evolves. Yeah. They I love feel like this their is- long athletes. Yeah, I feel like this is the best fit. Yeah. I also think They're it's big a big defense down yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. Obviously, like Jonathan Isaac is like God tier defender. And when he comes back from his injury, he's going to be really good. Like if you're uh, if you've got like a shorter team and you're looking at just a wall of like Jonathan Kaminga. Sorry, it's got Scotty Barnes, Jonathan Isaac, even hell throw Mo Bamba in there. Literally, it's, it's gonna those look are like three players combined Redwoods. height, probably 20 feet combined height wingspan probably wingspan? 30 feet yeah it's nuts like jonathan isaac is scary or like even trumo kiki there is a pretty good defender even though he's not like that great he's also very um good. and so that could, it's, i think that's going to be very very scary and so I, orlando you know you know who their gm is it's the same guy who drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo. and like we're not saying that scotty barnes is going to be the next Giannis. it doesn't look like he's going to be but it might be the next draymond yeah exactly He's got enough skills. He could, the fact that he is so, like, he's not positionless, but, like, he's so skilled at playing a lot of places. He's multi-positional. Yeah, 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 multi-positional, exactly. The only thing you wonder about is the shot, but Draymond only had the shot for a couple years. Giannis still doesn't quite have the shot. If uh, Scotty Barnes isn't quite the athlete that Giannis is, but he's a better athlete than Draymond, and, like, that might end up being good enough. And so if they can work on him enough, then, like, they, they, like, let turn Markel Fultz into a decent enough shooter. So, like, if they can do that, they can probably do any with Scotty Barnes. He's a hard worker. He is a tenacious worker who's always in the gym. He didn't... I wouldn't say he flashed in college. You weren't always like, oh, my God, that's a top five pick in the NBA draft. But nobody else in college, like, flashed to an insane degree. And, like, the draft really does get weaker after the first four. All right, so now the next picture of me. Who do you I, have I, going I think number I was, six? I think I was flip-flopping between the same two guys you were. Yeah. I ended up going with Book Knight. Okay. So tell me why you picked Book Knight. Um, he's kind of, I think he's kind of a perfect combination to go with Clay. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think he, he's going to play a lick of defense. Yeah. But he can basically score from two and a half levels. I don't, I, I don't know about the three point yet. He, he's. That's eh. the question. People. But I think McCollum. He lit up the combine. The com- he lit up the combine. Lit up the combine. Yeah. yeah, the shot looks better now, is what people are saying. And he had some monster performances in college. Yeah, we were talking up James Booknight. The reason that we picked UConn to like do some damage is because we saw James Booknight and thought, oh my goodness, this guy might be the next Kemba candidate going out of UConn. He was not. They lost. It's because he's a super inconsistent player whose motor is not always there. But Again, Jamal Murray, CJ McCollum were the comps, and that makes sense. Jamal Murray has been only good if he's in he's a, a little bubble. bit taller than them, yeah, he's like what is he six four, six five, six four, six four and a half. Jordan Clarkson is also a comp though, so that's, that's tough. Yeah, but you know what? Jordan Clarkson was actually pretty good this year. I think the the reason I think the shot, the three point shot, gets there. The guy shot over eighty percent. Um, 
close to the free throw line, over eighty percent. He shot eighty one point three percent. Oh, for his career, or his career, yeah. Um, I think he's gonna be pretty good, and because he yeah he was there for two years. Um, he's a good enough defender that like he's I'd say he's a better defender than Jamal Murray. He's a better defender than CJ McCollum. He's a better defender than Jordan Clarkson. So even if his off ball defense isn't like perfect, yeah, whatever, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, but he's a really good player, and I think he. Ah, here's the problem with with uh what with that I have with Oklahoma City. I don't know quite how good of a fit he is next to SGA. I liked I. Wow, I was some... little, holy cow! I just realized I I I thought the Warriors were at six. Oh really? You thought well, OKC was no. at seven? No, I like when I was talking. I was like, he's gonna play great next to Clay. Oh yeah, he's. In... Well, I actually, I actually, I think he'd be great next to Clay too, which is why I have him at number seven. <laughs> but so I don't have Book Knight here because just staring at that Warriors roster, I couldn't quite figure out the fit because it's. I don't it's think kind... they like. I don't think they like. Is Wiggins is still there, right? In Oklahoma City, I'm talking about Oklahoma it. City. Jesus Christ. <laughs> in Oklahoma City, they do not have Andrew Wiggins. Golden State has Andrew. Wiggins. But um, anyway, so I don't think he's the perfect fit in Oklahoma City. Because it just doesn't quite line up with the, with well, what they, what don't they have, have there. A wing, do they? They have he's SGA a, and nobody else. He's a guard. He's a scoring guard. Yeah, they have SGA and nobody else. I just, I just don't love it. Who do they have on their roster? SGA and nobody else. They have, um, they have SGA. They've got Kemba. Who, who knows? How oh long my god, that's there. right. They have Kemba, but he's gonna. He's not. Yeah, they have Ludor. They have Poku. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that Kuminga is just a better fit for this roster. I can't, don't know. He can't shoot. I just, ugh, I don't think he'll ever make a shot in his life. I think Kuminga, okay, I think people are overrating or underrating Kuminga by this point. He sh- looked like he could be the number one pick after the first game in the G League. And he's the youngest player. He's either the youngest or the second youngest player in the draft. He actually reclassified. He should have been in his senior year of high school the year he was in the G League playing against grown men. And I think the shot's going to improve. I think he's a pretty hard worker. I think he's got such tantalizing athleticism, and like he could be a really good point forward. I don't know if everything's perfect. I don't know if the feel for the I'm game is everything John, you want. I'm seeing too much Ben Simmons here. I think he's gonna be really terrific. I I, I think he can improve. I guess I he's, think he uh, can be close to Ben Simmons. I think that's honestly a comp. I like I like his shot better than Ben Simmons at the very least. Yes, know. but he's sh- he's shooting more than I would want Ben Simmons to. Yeah, I don't know. It's five attempts from three at twenty five percent, thirty eight percent from the field. Okay, but like, let's say they weren't in a team that was like featuring him constantly. Like this team was also sort of made to feature him, right? It's like, yeah, let the young guy get his shots up and everything. Okay, like that. Jalen Green, same thing, but he actually shot well. Yeah, Jalen Green's a different kind of player than Kaminga. I don't think Kaminga should be like the star on a team. But I also then what are we doing picking him at six or seven? For his defense, for his passing, I just like him next to Poku. I really like him next to Poku. I think that is just a weird but kind of crazy good fit that they have right. I think at the three and the four, you're playing combined weight of three hundred and ten (laughs) pounds. I think Kaminga is a little more more muscular than that, but um, I don't know. I was I was looking at it yesterday. I was looking at it for a long time, and I picked Kaminga over Book Knight. the The word on the street is that. The Thunder like uh, Book Knight. So, if that's who they end up picking, then that would not surprise me all that much. 
I just, seeing the fit, I kind of liked Kaminga a little bit better better there. I thought he had more potential. I think the idea of like playing SGA, Lou Dort, Kaminga, Poku, whoever their center might end up being, is just a really like long, scary roster. And when you put someone like Book Knight in there, you sort of make it smaller for no real reason. When you have a point guard like SGA and someone like Lou Dort is a little smaller, do you want another guy who's also kind of short on the team, or do you want like a more scary team that you, you get you would get with? Kim- I the like Rock- the, athletic- the Rockets made it work. I, I, I mean, the Rockets made it work because CP they had CP three and James Harden, and there aren't many better passers than those guys. I don't know if I trust Kaminga entirely. Sorry, Book Knight entirely as a passer. So I also know that the Thunder absolutely love like the t- the long guys. So that's it. Sam Presti just like drools when he sees these guys. I'm sure he wanted Scotty Barnes a lot. It's like it's like uh, Elway with tall white quarterbacks exactly like maybe kaminga is brock eisweiler but maybe he's Peyton manning no he's not Peyton. uh who's who's a tall white quarterback who succeeded maybe justin herbert la couldn't quite get justin herbert but maybe it's justin herbert uh i i the kaminga hate has sort of all come like in the workouts and interviews and everything like that and i think he's a better basketball player than people give him credit for and i think the thunder can sort of dream on him he's the kind of guy who like your team doesn't have to be good right away. And Book Knight's the kind of guy who might get bad habits on a Thunder team that's probably going to try to be terrible. I don't know. I I trust Kaminga to like be more tenacious than I trust. But then I have Book Knight going number seven to the Golden State Warriors. Who do you have number seven to the Warriors? Well, yes, I have I have Kaminga. Okay. So tell me why you like Kaminga to the Warriors. Though. Um, I, I see him fitting better there than Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Because... Can't shoot quite as well, but yeah, better passer. What do you are, are we really comparing the shooting of Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> yeah, it's a bad day if we're doing that. I mean, I think Kaminga is a lot better upside than Andrew Wiggins, which may yes. be wild, but it's embarrassing for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, but I mean, former number one overall draft. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah he is. Oh man, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> That can't be right. Yeah. But yes. And and then uh, the Bucks picked Jabari Parker right after that. Honestly, I thought Jabari Parker was better than Andrew Wiggins. I thought Joel Embiid was clearly better than both, but uh, that's just me watching. I mean, he was KU worse in the first two years. Beat us down. Well, yeah, because he wasn't playing literally anything. But uh, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so anyway, I have Booknight going here. I think he's a killer in the backcourt next to Stephen Clay. I think just in the, in the mold of like a Sean Livingston kind of guy. Because I don't think Book Knight's going to be a star in the league. I, I, I don't Did know. I, I loved him. I feel like I must have reversed them. What do you mean? Just like who you you were yeah, thinking of? Yeah, six um... and seven. I, I... Mm. <laughs> I'm still like... Whatever. Anyway, I like Book Knight on the Warriors. I think he is more that like kind of play-in guy right away. The other guys that I considered here, um, Franz Wagner, because he sort of makes sense on that roster. Josh Giddy because he also sort of makes sense in the roster, but can't quite shoot well enough. Also Wagner's kind of a shot reach. maker. I think the Warriors really need someone who can shoot. Like Jordan Poole is probably their third best shooter right now, which Don't is really bad. On. Don't hate on him. Listen, I think Jordan Poole is going to be a serviceable NBA player. I do not think Jordan Poole has the star potential that, or even like starting potential that James, something like James. I just don't love the shooting of anybody right now. And like Book Knight can, guys who can shoot can play right away in the league. And it seems like Book Knight, his shooting has jumped. He can pl- probably play right away. He definitely can score like um, in the half court, which is something that like Sean Livingston could do as like and be a shot creator. 
that they really were missing because when Steph is the only guy who's doing that, then you saw just like how a team of Steph Curry can actually be terrible on offense. And he's obviously not going to be as good a defender as Clay, but he's not going to be as bad a defender as Steph. So closer to the Steph on that end, but maybe somewhere in the middle. And I don't know. I think he's a good fit with this Warriors team. And I think he will play as they try to compete for a championship even, or at least like, you know, a top four playoff spot in the West. All right. Who you got? So this is where things are going to get nutty. Yeah, this Who is a weird. Who do you have number weird, eight? So. And tell me why. It's European. Okay. Oh my God. That's not. Oh my God. It, it's not. It, this is, it's just weird because. Did you pick the I, same guy that I did? Yeah. It's such a King's pick, right? No, number, number eight is Orlando. Right. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yes. But oh. I feel like it's I feel like it's an Orlando pick. Who's number eight? Oh, yeah, n- number eight, Sengun. Oh my goodness! Wow, I thought I was the only guy to have him here. This is no, incredible. He's literally going to be a Vucevic replacement. Yeah, but better. He's better than Vooch. Mm, he still can't well, shoot. Sengun? Sengun's gonna. Oh my goodness! Sengun is he's gonna hit shots. You see the? I mean, like three point he's got shots. Touch. He's got touch, man. Oh, listen. It's obviously yeah. It's highlights and it's weird highlights and whatnot. But um. I, I love Shangun. I think it's either going to be him. It's either going to be eight or nine for him. Yeah. Because he's also a Kings guy. European. I, yeah, of course. Bielitsa. Stats guy. guy too. Rack up the stats. But um, so this is why I just love him on Orlando. Because like we were talking all about Orlando and like why Scotty Barnes makes a lot of sense for them. And I th- you know, I think they're going to draft Scotty Barnes. But Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Isaac and Alperin Shangun, that is a wacky, wacky front. Chumbo Kiki's in there. That is the kind of front court that's going to have guys who can score in all sorts of weird ways. You're not going to know what plays they're going to run at any point. Some of those guys can run pick and roll. Some of them can't. That's fine. Some of those guys can hit three. Some of them can't. Whatever. Some can play defense. Some can't. But Shangun is going to be weird in like the perfect role that like he, it's going to make a really unique front court there. And just in the same kind of way that John Hammond loves uh, athletic guys, long athletic guys, he also loves European guys. And so like this is a real change of pace from like the Mo Bambas and whatever that they've been drafting of like these really tall guys who like play defense and maybe they have a three-point shot. Shingun can't play a lot of defense. He's never going to be able to play a lot of defense. He's not exactly a, a skilled athlete, as but some v- might say. But Vooch wasn't either. Yeah, and Vooch was a crafty scorer. I, I like him better than Vooch simply because I think he can move a little better. I think he has more star potential than Vooch has. Vooch is not the kind of guy who can like, I have never seen the guy like Vooch as like a star on a team as like a, a guy who can really raise your ceiling. Do you think Shingun can, can be a 20 and 10 guy? Absolutely. I think Shingun can do a lot. I think he can do a lot of w- just weird stuff in general. Um, he's such a good post player too that like, and also the ability to like, pat. he's really, really good at like hitting the open three pointer. Like a guy for an open three-point shot. And yeah, there <laughs> might not be too much of that in Orlando, but there's got to be some of it, right? Eventually. So, yeah, it's possible we have another clogged front court, but there's real potential. Who's the, who's their uh, new coach? Willie Green? Or is he yeah. the new one? Of, you know what? I think new DJ coach Augustine coach? is going to be a player coach. Really? Well, you yeah. know I love DJ Augustine. No, it's a, it's a, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, Willie Green. Oh, Willie Green is Pelicans. Orlando's new coach is... Is it Frank Vogel again? No, it's Jamal Mosley. All right, so it's a Dallas assistant coach, which means that, yeah, they're probably going to do a lot of fun offensive stuff. Uh, Dallas has not had a lot of fun bigs to play around with, and now there will be a lot of fun bigs to play around with. I think this is just going to be a team that, like, 
beats up on a lot of other teams in the regular season because no one quite has like that. No one has the same kind of bigs to fight with them and to like compete with them. And so like Shingun, he's gonna be a fun player. He's gonna do a lot of stuff that like other guys in the league can't do. He's probably not gonna be a Jokic. Like worst case scenario, he's just Ennis Cantor, but he's got the playmaking ability. He's got the ability to like um, just I don't know flaunt his stuff. He he did shoot nearly percent eighty percent from the line, so that's good. He's a good offensive rebounder. Just reading uh, through some reports on what he's got right now, and so yeah, he's a good fit with Orlando. I I really like him there. You like yes. him there for like, sort of the same reason? Absolutely. Reasons? Yeah. All right. So now number nine, another ha- another European. You have another European. Interesting. Who are you picking at number nine? So I guess the Kings, he's literally the Kings European. drafted Nick Stauskas back in 2013 or 14. Yeah. They the saw how went they, to, saw, ooh, they yeah. saw how well Yeah. They saw how well it worked when they drafted a guy from Michigan, so they're going to do it again. Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. Sam, you're the Michigan man. What do you what did you see from Franz Wagner this year that makes you he think is he's a top a 10 pick? Grinder. Mm. He is more of a grinder than Mo. Yeah. Better um, player. Better athlete. Better player, better athlete, more well built. Yeah, and he's honestly a guy that I wouldn't be upset at seeing the Kings having him bring the ball up. Oh, I guess really? De- I guess Deer and Fox is there, but and Tyrese. For this, yeah, but no. Oh yeah, Halliburton. I thought I was thinking of Maxi for a second. Mm. Um, but it's I think he can lead the second unit to start yeah. off at least. He's yes. he ticks a lot of boxes. He can do a lot of things. A lot like Shangun. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of things. He's six eight. He's I think his defense is definitely better than average. Mm-hmm. I think his passing oh, ability is definitely better than average. Yeah. He knows how to score a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he scored a lot of points there, didn't he? Oh, he scored like 13. 13. But he, but... he shot really well. Yes. Yeah. I think I think he's going to be really good. I love, um, I think he's a really smart basketball player too. Like he outperformed Scotty Barnes in their tournament game. And like they sort of went up against each other as a guy. who are probably going to be threes or fours in the NBA, but are playing like as a big guy, as a point forward in college. And he definitely outperformed him in March Madness. He sort of faded away in his next game, but whatever. UCLA is really good. Um, I think like he sort of fits in on a lot of teams, which is why he's going so high. Because you can't buy like a 3 and D package as a guy who, and a playmaker all at the same time. Yeah, he's not a perfect athlete, but that's not a package that comes around in the league a lot. And so that's sort of what teams are have been looking for. And I think he makes sense in Sacramento. They're building something. They're building something interesting. It's not necessarily like, um, I don't know. It doesn't look like a championship contender just yet. It looks like it might be worse than better in this upcoming season. And I hear they're also shopping their pick. But he's such a good fit for them that as like a guy, now Halliburton can handle the ball and Darren can handle the ball and Wagner can handle the ball and Rashawn Holmes can even handle the ball a little no. bit. No. Yeah, you know, I kind of like what I saw from him in the regular season. I saw too many Kings games, I guess, because I like watching Halliburton. But um, I think that like uh, they're not they're gonna be once again a good team to watch on um what you call it on League Pass as long as they don't you know give the ball to Hassan Kings are always a reliable League Pass team. They're the kind of team that like always plays in close games because they're not good enough to beat the best teams on their bad nights. And they're not good enough to uh, stop the bad teams in the league from playing them close, but they're always going to play hard, you know. Uh, but yeah, Vodka but I'm makes assuming a lot you don't have teams. this pick here. No, I do. I oh, really love do. the pick. Yeah. Right, so we're making only, some similar choices. We've, we've only flip flopped six and seven, and I honestly still still think <laughs> I can flip flop them. 
All right. Uh, so my next pick. So is I would. It another, I should say, is it another international player? Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Yeah. So tell me why you have Josh Giddy right here to the Grizzlies. I think he can learn a lot from John Morant, and I think John Morant might benefit from not having the ball in his hand as much. Yeah. As as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Um, Giddy is he's one of the probably the best passer in the draft, maybe. Yes, I would say 100 percent the best yeah. passer in the draft. He's kind of big as well yeah he's a little he's six little simmonsy yeah, he's a little simmonsy but he's shown willingness to shoot without the defense without the defense without he the will de- shoot he shot 30 he shot like 31 percent on three assist <laughs> turnover ratio over two he averaged 11 and a half seven and a half and seven or seven seven and a half whatever seven half assist and yeah he's not gonna really play that much defense but i think john rant and josh kitty are kind of a lethal combo I know. I completely agree. And he sort of is like a better Kyle Anderson in some sense. Slow-mo? Like, yeah, exactly. I saw he's that... slow-mo, but without being slow-mo. Yeah, I was about to that's say, slow. I saw that. I saw somebody say he's slow-mo, but he's faster. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And why? So I I did this without uh, looking at any mocks because I wanted to see like just how I thought teams were going to play it. And then I started looking at the mocks, and everyone is like, yeah, Memphis really likes Josh Goody. Memphis really likes Josh Goody. It makes a ton of sense to me. You know, this guy, there are talks that he might even go number seven to the Warriors because, like, he's such a good playmaker. And that's really important in the league right now. I think he's fits, like, this Grizzlies team, they like uh, putting, you know, guys there who, I guess I would say, um, they like like putting guys who are just really, uh, you know, talent, like uh, guys who can sort of come in and play right away. And Giddy has that kind of elite passing skill where he can come in and play right away. And, like, sort of play as a point guard in the second team. Play with John Morant. He fits really well with um, just Jaron Jackson Jr., right? Like, him running a pick and roll with Jaron Jackson Jr. is, like, and John Morant is off ball somewhere. That's scary to me. When John Morant is, like, cutting, John Morant could even, like, cut to the rim and try to, and, like, Josh Giddy, he, like, in a weird-looking pick and roll even. And so I think he's a really great fit here. I'm not that surprised that Memphis really loves him here. And a lot of teams think Memphis would like him. And, you know, he's might go higher than number 10. All right, so I, this there's pick, no There's no way that you have the same pick that I have. Yeah, there's no way you have the same pick that I have because I haven't seen a single other mock with this pick. Oh, right, God. Who do you have at 11? Oh, God. is it? I have Jalen Johnson. Okay, good. I don't have Jalen Johnson. I have Jalen Johnson going. We're not going to do it, but I have Jalen Johnson going number 20 to it. Huh. He's got a, he's got a wide range. Now eleven is probably as high as he. He's would a go. Duke guy, and I think that I honestly I think, think he, he's, he might go as low as twenty four. Yeah, might go as low as twenty four. But he, I, I'm ta- I'm taking a flyer. This is one of the guys I'm taking a flyer on, Jalen okay. Johnson. Why is that? Why do you think that he works he, in uh, Charlotte? He might be the second best um, defender in the draft. Okay. Wow. I I mean I I'm just saying he's at, he's per thirty six averaging two blocks in two steals. Yeah. And it's his offense defensive rating below 100. He was like can't, a top 10 uh, prospect, I think, coming out of high school. Yes, he was. And he's got a pedigree of a true, of a blue blood school. Mm-hmm. He didn't play that much. Yes. Do you know why he didn't play that much? Okay, well. Because he quit on his team. Okay, well. He quit on his team. He opted out to prepare for the draft. He quit on his team because they sucked and he wasn't getting playing time. <laughs> okay, that's what I said. I'm taking a flyer here. Okay, okay, okay. He's can, he can defend. 
Yeah. He's probably the opposite of Gordon athlete. Hayward. He's a good athlete. Yeah, he's yeah. Pr- literally the opposite of Gordon Hayward, which is why I think he will fit with Gordon Hayward very well. He's It's interesting, like, putting him, P.J. Washington, and Hayward all there together. Then Lamelo. Yes, I think, I think a, the main reason I'm doing this is I think, I think the Hornets, first of all, they love drafting wings. Yes. Second of all, they desperately need defensive wing. Absolutely. And he shot so well from three. He really did. He didn't shoot much at all, but he still shot, like, almost 45%. It's just that, you know, his his free throws weren't that good. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Jalen Johnson. So, so do you have Davion Mitchell here? I do have Davion Mitchell I here. I wow. Kind of th- I kind of thought that you would because I know that I went I went with the uh, af- after creating the mock draft, I kind of looked and, and saw that he was a spot lower and everybody had him at a specific spot. And what I, do you I, mean? Everybody has him going at a certain spot. We'll get there when we get there, but everyone has him going like 13 to the yeah. Pacers. Yes. Yeah. So I like Davion Mitchell here. I mean, and I love him. Yeah, first the first re- reason that I have Davion Mitchell going here is because the Hornets love drafting guys who succeed in March Madness. And Davion and Mitchell was the biggest star. Well, yeah, although not LaMelo. But <laughs> Davion Mitchell was a big star in March Madness. He was the best guy on the biggest stage, and that was obviously incredibly. The other guy that people have them going here a lot with is Corey Kisberg because they say they need shooting. I, I don't say, have him in the lottery. Uh, Gordon Hayward can't defend. Um, what's it? Yeah, I don't have him either. I think I said um, I. PJ Washington can't really defend. The Mellow Ball is an okay defender. Who's there? Uh, Devonte Graham, Terry Rozier. None of these guys can defend anybody. And so what I thought they needed is a guy who like is a tenacious player who's going to be like a, a really, really, really hard worker. And yeah, he's short, but obviously you know he also like shot said, the hell out of the ball. Yeah, he did. He shot like 45% from three. And, you know, everyone on Baylor was shooting well, so we had a lot of spacing. But, like, someone's got to make the shot so that everyone has all that spacing. And, so, yeah, he's just a terrific player. He's a little older. I think he works really great with LaMelo Ball because, like, he's definitely a ball handler. He's not, like, a, like obscenely good ball handler like LaMelo Ball is. But he's, he can his still, usage like, rate at Baylor of... was 20%. Yeah. He was not the point guard at Baylor. Jared Butler was a point Taylor guard. Butler Taylor. Was, Macy yes. O'Teague played a shooting guard and also some point. But, like, he can clearly play off a ball and space the floor. He can play much better defense than Terry Rozier or Devontae Graham. And, like, the Hornets like short guys like Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham. Devontae They're like, Graham. yeah, we can play him there. It doesn't matter. And now they get a short guy who can actually defend. I think he can defend ones, and I think he can defend a lot of twos. I would love to see him, like, go up on James Harden. Harden I feel might... like our picks are yeah. almost exactly the same here yeah i think we have the same the same reasons for our picks here yeah i agree <laughs> uh we 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 watch a lot of college basketball i guess yeah um we i don't know we pay attention to pay, what, how yeah, yeah and i mainly pay attention to to needs for teams yeah i oh i'm a huge needs for teams guy yeah. because like i know every team's got their own big board and so every team is picking the guy they usually have number one on their big board and that's why I usually see like talent, like pure talent, fall in the draft. It's because teams are like, yeah, he doesn't work on our team. But anyway, I have a guy. So number twelve. This is there's no way we have the same guy at number twelve. I'm gonna. Mine's kind of a yeah, meh. Yeah, who have a number twelve to the Spurs? Uh, Moses Moody. Okay, I do not have Moses Moody. Why do you have Moses Moody to the? Well, I think he can be a phenomenal defender. Yeah, and I think the Spurs are fans of defense. They're yeah. fans of hard workers. Yeah. They're fans of guys that have shown willingness to space the floor. Mm-hmm. Incredible wingspan. 
Yeah. Seven foot wingspan. He's only six six. It's true. He, Moses Moody is oh he's man, long individual. Yes. Yeah. He's like not going to turn the ball over a ton. Mikhail not going to pass type. the ball a ton, but yeah, he was he, the, he was the main guy on Arkansas. Yeah. And you know, Arkansas, we know scores they, like ninety points a game. Yeah. And he shot forty three percent from the field, which isn't great. Thirty eight percent from three. Eighty two percent from the line. Both of those are great. I think yeah. he shot a bit too much at Arkansas because of the way they ran their offense. Not an amazing finisher. Not an amazing finisher. I think there's a perfect role for somebody like him who... In San Antonio? Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. This is why I disagree with a lot of the ways people are going in San Antonio. I think that San Antonio, they've drafted some guys who are super athletic, like Lonnie Walker, Kelton Kelton Johnson especially, Derek White. Oh, Derek White. DeJounte Murray. Yeah. And... But they've got so many of these guys who are like guards or like sh- smaller wings. Devin Vassell is like as big as sort of they get. And they haven't done much at all to fill out their front court. Like, who do they have there? Trey they, Lyles? I mean, yeah. Jakob yeah. Pertle? There's Gorgie Dang is right there in their uh, front court right now. Uh, NBA depth chart somehow has DeMar DeRozan listed, listed as a power forward. They need someone who like will bring that kind of athleticism that the team has. Please don't tell me you're doing what I think you're doing. I'm doing, ex- why don't they go in-state? Only 60 miles oh away God. is where this guy played. <laughs> they have a history of drafting power forwards who for, are from the Caribbean or, uh, originally. I think this Kai Jones is a weird as hell pick for the Spurs. I think this is, I think 11 is his ceiling. But I think Kai Jones is the kind of player who actually makes a ton of sense for the Spurs. Like, He's got that jump out of the gym kind of athleticism that almost nobody has as this side of Keon Johnson, and he's like seven inches taller than Keon Johnson. Yeah, he needs to, you know, work on a basketball court. Yeah, but I was about to say, Greg he, Pop, he does not he really... To, but he picked up basketball at like a pretty old age. I think he was like 15 or something like that. He yeah, has not been playing he's a long already, time. He's already almost he's 21. Got, yeah, at the same time, he's got an insane motor. He's an incredibly hard worker, and that's sort of in the Keldon Johnson mode of like, Keldon Johnson, you're like, eh. I don't love the guy out of college. We'll pick him because he's such an uber good athlete. I think that the Spurs are really, really great at teaching guys how to shoot. I think Kai Jones had like a weird shot. I think he can make it work. He was making some of them. There were some times where like the dribbles that, oh my, the, the handles that he had, like the strange playmaking at it, like six foot 11, nobody in college basketball could match that. People were talking him up as a top 10 pick because he looked like almost nobody else, maybe nobody else at all in college basketball. Yeah, he's dropped. Yeah, he has definite potential to drop like into the early 20s, which I think is probably his floor. But I think Greg Poffers is kind of looking at this like, yeah, this is the most talented guy who's remaining on the board. And if the Spurs need anything, it's an infusion of front court. So I don't know if this happens on draft night, but I would love it for the Spurs. And I think it would be a really good choice. Why do you disagree? He's not a basketball player right now. Like you said, he, he needs he, to actually like, I, I don't think that a lottery a team with a lottery pick is going to waste it on somebody that's at least a year away from being a playable option. The better better to do it as a lottery team when you know your team isn't uh, necessarily competing. When you can play this guy a lot and like teach him the ropes of the NBA. I mean, I feel like that's two different philosophies. I think it's better for him to be on a winning team to get the, you know, actual learning in from good players. All right. Um I know. I like Kai Jones here. I, well, Moses Moody, I, yeah. I definitely think the Spurs are the team to do it. Yeah. Their culture. Yeah. And again, Tim Duncan from the Virgin Islands, Kai Jones from the Bahamas. I'm going to say 
uh, athletes from the Caribbean on, on the Spurs. We'll see what happens. All right, who do you have going to the Pacers? Uh, I had the I had Davion Mitchell. So okay, yeah, everyone's got the Davion Mitchell pick here. I think who did who do you have? Is his floor? I have Moses Moody. Okay, I I like Moody on the Pacers a lot more than like Mitchell actually because Mitchell I don't know where quite where his position is. Whether he's like a Malcolm Brogdon replacement, maybe perhaps Aaron Holiday takes his minutes. Yeah, okay, but I like Moody here because like he's the kind of athlete they don't really have, and I think they love they love defense there, and he's gonna be would be a really good fit there. But they don't have that kind of length. Brogdon like isn't that kind of superstar, real player right there. Karis LeVert is good score, but Karis LeVert isn't an amazing defender. TJ Warren's a really good score, not an amazing defender. And so I think he's the kind of guy who really fits well in the system there. And yeah, there's talk he goes as high as eight to Orlando. Moses so, Moody's not going eight to Orlando. I I think I I might like turn off the TV. I saw that and... in a mock. I saw that in multiple mocks actually. That's like it's a popular wild. pick now. I know, isn't it? it it's because okay. It's because Orlando loves Matt, defense. Yeah, we yeah. Get it. John Hammond and is gonna the ability to draft both Moses Moody and Scotty Barnes. Would he ever pass that up? Come on, come on. You know the ends. Oh yeah, I like I like the Shangun people there. Whatever. All right. So now finally finishing this off with finishing off our lottery, we have someone who's been mocked to the Warriors a million times. Right? Picking who I'm picking. Are you picking the best shooter in the draft? Uh, oh, actually, are you pick who are you picking? Chris Duarte? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You might have said Kisport. I don't know. Yeah, Chris Duarte. He makes a ton of sense here. The Warriors coming out of this draft with Book Knight and Duarte. Great shooting. Duarte can act, can do some decent that, playmaking. That's what I was confused about. Okay, I think I figured it out. All right, what's up? I was like, I dra- I almost sure that I drafted somebody to the Warriors that was a Clay Thompson cl- clone. Mm, and so I it was Duarte. Like, yeah, it was Duarte. Okay. Yeah. So. When you're throwing out guys like Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, no one's shooting. No one's making. No shooting. one's shooting. You're throwing out they're guys playing, like they're playing some Steph. defense, but they're stopping when they realize that they don't that they don't play offense. So they think, oh, what's the point in defense if I can't play offense? Yeah, Draymond can play the five on a team that is throwing out Steph, Clay, Book Knight, and Duarte. That's fancy. That's a fun team. How tall is Duarte? I feel like he's shorter six, than six. I think he is. Hey, you know what? I was using <laughs> like six four and a half. He's six six. He can do it. He's a senior. He's going to be 24, I think. He's already 24. Starts. He's already 24. All right. But he yes, shot. He's rather um, old. He had a 657 true shooting percentage, which is in college, which is real good. Um, plays good enough defense. And, you know, he's it's passable defense. It's passable defense. I was about to say, his defense is, it's not going to jump out at you. But Yeah, I but like, I saw him stay in don't, front don't of guys. Don't know if they need it. Don't know if they I need saw, it. Yeah, I saw him stay in front of guys, or in... Uh, when Oregon was making their little, you know, he's 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 clearly the best player on the team, and like he he was the reason that Oregon actually made a run because he was injured for a lot of the year, and he came back and it was like, oh yeah, Chris Duarte's here, he's gonna like uh, shoot on you guys. Yeah, he'll be he's twenty, but I really like him. Um, everyone likes him here to the Warriors. You so we so that's our lottery. We've got uh we've got a, more similarity than I think we expected, but. There's picks that could be traded. So Cleveland is the first one that could be. Cleveland, um, OKC is probably going to give them a big offer that they might not be able to refuse because Mobley's not a perfect fit. Does OKC have, have any picks at all? Sexton, I don't know if they have any picks. Up. Yeah, I don't know. OKC might trade out of this pick. Who knows what they're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would want to do that. I don't know what OKC is going to try to do. They might try to trade up to number three and then try to trade up to number one. I would think they, they would have love to Kate. package Kemba to try to trade up. Yeah, well, I don't think they really care that much about Kemba. Exactly, so that's what I'm... 
I'm saying yeah. they're going to try to package yeah. Kemba with the Cleveland six. Cleveland might try to trade Sexton. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, they might try to trade Sexton. If if they can get if the Rockets go I think crazy I saw and this. pick Jalen Suggs. What if? What if? No, that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say what if? What if? it was it was Sexton in number three for um Kemba and number six. No, nah, that doesn't quite mean. It it, yeah, it, I feel like the Cavaliers lose that trade at twelve times out of twelve. Okay, what if the Thunder also throw in two first rounders of their million first rounders? Um, I think they would only need to throw in one first rounder. Okay, yeah. could be interesting. And I don't think they would use Sexton to trade down though. Yeah, Warriors are also my trade out. Warriors are trying to trade for Bradley Beal or someone of that ilk. Maybe Damian Lillard. Maybe even CJ McCollum. Maybe Ben Simmons. Honestly, who knows? I think Ben Simmons is almost like. 90% going to either the Heat or the Raptors. That would be weird, but good. I love the Raptors fit. I hate the Heat fit. He's not a Heat culture guy. Well, I've he would have to become a Heat culture. Then, apparently, the Knicks are trying to trade up to get Duarte. That makes sense. They need shooting. Absolutely. They need offense. Yeah. The Warriors, okay, depending, depending on what you can get from the Knicks, that might be a good trade for the Warriors. Could be good. Um, the Knicks, yeah, because I did a full lottery, a full uh, first round. I have them ending up with Jared Butler and Keon Johnson, which really re- revitalizes their backcourt too, which is decent. Hashtag big, like, big Twelve. Wait, no, yeah. ten, wait, In Tennessee's, Tennessee's yeah. SEC. Okay, yeah, SEC. Um, no, I I really like my Thunder pick of Garuba. I think he's a really good. Fit. Um, anyway, the. So it looks like the also the Grizzlies might still be trying to trade up, and the Kings might be trying to trade down. Which okay, interesting which okay. Stuff. Maybe they'll flop. Maybe they'll flip flop. No, I think Grizzlies want seven. So so they want they would love um, Book Knight. I feel like yeah, okay, maybe even Kaminga. Kaminga could fall to ten. It's possible Kaminga falls to ten because he's uh, because I just Shangun, a lot of people are saying he goes to the Spurs, which okay, this isn't too crazy to me. I feel like um, he's gonna have to go to a team that in that is big on European talent. Yeah, it's there are vague rumors that Boston is the front runner for Bradley Beal, which would mean Jalen Brown going the other way. Which I don't if, know. If how we you trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, I might DDT myself through a window. Yeah, well, I can understand why. Is here just a huge Jalen Brown stand. I don't know what kind of playmaking you guys would have. I was trying to figure out who the Celtics were going to draft, and then I realized we, have Marcus Smart. we don't have their pick this year. Yeah, we don't have a first-round pick. It's yeah. kind of rough. Is Duarte... No, he's not the Celtics. Oh, right, 16. I had Garuba in that spot. but Yeah, like, that's what a lot of people have. What about Garuba our pick? to the... Thun- yeah. Wouldn't you love someone like Jared Butler? or like? Uh, we don't like overhyped prospects. I love Jared Butler. I mean, I love Jared Butler too, but I think he's kind of shot up the draft board because he was on the championship team. Okay. He's, I mean, he's a ju- he's a junior. He's a champion. The he's champion. a champion. He's a champion. Celtics really don't have many of those right now. Yeah, it's not like Jason Tatum won much when he was at Duke. Yeah. He did. Or Jalen Brown at Kale. Kale. Cal. He also um, did. Yeah. Anything else that I'm seeing? I don't think it's all that much. Um. Yeah. Everyone. We got some. We got check some out names late first round and second round. Yeah, some names to pick up. Um, Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, fun. Guy. I can't believe what a Ayayi. turnaround for that guy. Yeah, he's not gonna. I don't mm, think he's so. mocked at twenty nine. What? What draft are you looking at? Tankathon. Joel Ayai. Which one is this? Tankathon. Wow, interesting. Okay, you know what? Interesting. Jason Preston mocked at thirty two. Love Jason Preston. Love Jason Preston. He's Man, a, an Ohio, a blogger, not just like us. Yep. Livers um, number forty four. Livers is going to have a future in the league. Luca Garza, 53. Luca Garza. I 
uh, earlier today, I texted Sam and I was like, Luca Garza just like Jaleel Okafor with range, but like literally like today, not like number four, th- number three overall Jaleel Okafor, like present day Jaleel Okafor, who I don't know where he's playing. I think he's today. the center version of Doug McDermott. Okay, that could be true, but Doug McDermott is like an, a serviceable NBA player. Jaleel Okafor is not. Yeah, but I think Luca Garza could be. Yeah, he might not Pretty play bad. defense, but Garza is a much harder worker than Okafor was. It seems, or maybe Okafor's just a hard worker. He just, uh, I don't know, they, wasn't they that grind great up there the in the Midwest. Yeah, Luca Garza. If Luca Garza thinks he has a chance to be in the league, he will outwork anybody. It's true. Um, a center with a usage rate of thirty-two and a half. Mind blown. Yeah, uh, Keon Johnson is an interesting guy. He's got so much range. Zaire Williams has been also rumored as high as again. The Magic are weird. The Magic are super weird. Magic could pick anybody at eight. They, I feel like that's a pick that they like almost want to trade down unless they, because there's nobody it seems like they're in love with. Moses Moody being mocked there, like is he on right? I don't know. Maybe they trade down. Who who would want to trade up? I get maybe maybe that's where the Grizzlies trade up to number eight. Just but uh, I guess maybe they want Booknight or Kaminga, one of those guys, Scotty Barnes even. We'll see. Memphis. Memphis, if, if they have their eyes on a guy, you know he's probably pretty good because they don't really miss in the draft. Here's here's something I heard. Uh, t- this is well, We can end on this one. Tell me if you'd do this. Jaron Jackson Jr. and the 10th pick for the third pick. Not even sort of. Why not? Huh. For Evan Mobley, basically. Yeah, basically. That's what I'm looking at. I think they like the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. is one of the best floor spacing fives in the league. I agree. I think that's why they don't quite do it. They also haven't really given him a chance. He hasn't really been able to play. Well, it's not that, yeah, it's not that they haven't given him a chance. He just has been injured all the time. He hasn't gotten a chance. He's still one. He was the youngest guy in his draft. He's barely older than Evan Mobley, honestly. He's like 22, and Evan Mobley is 20. So we'll see. This, this, this is something I heard. I don't. That's not like a real trade. It was just like, what if that happens? The Grizzlies are trying to move up. I really would love to see if it's like they want a top four guy, they want a top seven guy, or they're just someone specific that they want to ensure that they get, like maybe Franz Wagner or something like that. That all remains to be seen. Um, until then, enjoy the draft. Hopefully we got some of the picks right. I'm surprised by how much we agreed on, which honestly is not that similar to a lot of other mock drafts besides, you know, the top four. Rockets could go crazy and pick Jalen Suggs, but it seems like they're locked in on Jalen Green. Um... If Detroit does like trades a pick, that's wild. If OKC does something, could be a lot of fun. Don't be surprised if the Raptors get, go for Scotty Barnes. Don't be surprised if the Magic do something super weird because that's what the Magic always do in the draft when you expect them to make the right choice. Manu? Mm, that's the Kings move. That's the Kings Pistons move. And Orlando. Always Orlando. Orlando drafted Sabonis and then turned around and traded him and Oladipo for Serge Ibaka. Yeah, it wasn't great. All right, that's all we got for today. But enjoy the draft. Yeah.